Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. There are so many new homeschool moms, and I know we have a lot of new listeners. Um, it's amazing, actually, to watch uh, the numbers grow, and it's it's not like, oh, we're so amazing, our podcast is growing. It's that so many more people are coming into homeschooling. And so we're going to tackle this one again, uh, because I think it's so important, and so many are asking the question. So this is what this mom wrote. She said, this coming school year, we are transitioning from public school to homeschool. My kids are 9, 12, and 15, all girls. We're having a fun summer and de-schooling uh, because that's what lots of people talk about. Mm-hmm. But my kids are used to the structure of a regular school. And though I want our homeschool to be different than that, I also want some type of structure so that actual learning can continue. We're all excited, but also a little scared. Any advice on how to make a smooth transition? Mm-hmm. Um, this is such a great question. And I have a couple points on here that, um, and then Abby, I'll let you jump into it. Um, I think the first thing I would say is, create a vision for your homeschool. And we will put a link. We did an episode, maybe it was about a year ago or so with Zan Tyler. And we talked about creating your homeschool vision. And really what that is, is know where you're going. You have Mm -hmm. to understand what your why is for homeschooling. That is the first question you need to answer. Why are you doing this? And then you need to know where you're, how how you're going to get there. You know, Mm -hmm. where are you going and how are you going to get there? And we talk a lot about, you know, using a GPS. You don't get in your car and say, well, I'm going to drive to Kansas And then just kind of sort of drive that direction, but not really have any idea of how to get there. You need to know what your end goal is. Have a vision for your homeschool. Is your vision that your kids are going to, you know, go to a super elite college and have an amazing career, make tons of money? I mean, maybe that's your goal. Or is it that your kids are going to know and love Jesus and follow him and his plan for their life? Hopefully it's that you're going to be able to point your kids to Jesus mm-hmm. um, because that is the most important thing. And so create your vision for your homeschool. What what do you want it to look like? Um, the next thing I would say is start small, take baby steps. Mm-hmm. When you start homeschooling at the beginning of the year, if this is your first year homeschooling, especially do not tackle every subject the first week, start small. So start with, I would say, start with the easier ones. Some people will say, start with the harder ones, but I, I think that can be discouraging to both mom and kids. Um, so I think it's better to start with the easier subjects for them. Um, we love to do, you know, our morning basket time as some people call it, where you're just, you come together at the beginning of the day, you read together, you play games. Um, you know, a lot of families will sing together, um, just doing stuff together as a group, no matter what the ages of your kids are. Um, but start small and then start with some of the easier subjects, um, that they have. And then over the weeks leading into the school year, just add in one subject at a time. So don't start on day one and say, okay, at eight o'clock, we're going to do Bible. At nine o'clock, we're going to do history. Then we're going to take a take recess. And then at you know 10 o'clock, we're going to do science. And then we're going to do language arts. Like don't do that to yourself or to your kids because it's going to stress everybody else. So start small, take baby steps and work your way into doing all of the subjects that you want to do and accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish. But again, hold it loosely, as we talked mm-hmm. about with with scheduling and planning and all of that stuff is hold it loosely because a field trip is going to come up and you're going to want to jump on that field trip. Do that. Like mm-hmm. do those things that will make homeschooling fun for your kids. 
Um, the next thing is learn your kids' learning styles. And this is something that takes time. This is not something that you're going to figure out maybe, you know, even this summer or at the beginning of the year. It's going to take time. Are your kids auditory learners? Are they kinesthetic? Are they visual? How do they learn best? I will link to another episode. This is the one that we did with Tyler Hogan. And that one is fantastic. And he talks about learning styles. And all of us as humans have different learning styles. And so it's really helpful to know how your kids learn best. And it can sound, I think, a little bit overwhelming when you have multiple kids, how to cater to each individual learning style. But I don't think it's as hard as most people think because I think it actually makes learning and teaching easier when you understand your kids better. And so take time to learn how they, for you to learn them, to be a student of your student and learn how they um, best learn, how God created them best to learn. Um, And then the last thing I would say is character over curriculum and relationship over reading. Character and relationship are so much more important than curriculum and and them learning how to read. Um, Those Mm -hmm. things are important, but the relationships that you're building with them and you instilling godly character into them should trump anything else. And so if they're doing a math lesson and they're struggling with it and there's tears and they're, you know, throwing the pencil across the room, that's the time to just say, okay, let's take a break. Let's pray together. Let's take a breather. Let's go outside for a little bit and play. Let's, you know, maybe play a game and it can be a math game. I mean, there's, there are so many things that you can do to kind of pull them to the side and say, let's just start fresh again, maybe in an hour or maybe the next day or maybe the next week and say, okay, we're going to try this again. But this time, if you get frustrated, mm-hmm. I want you to just be calm, call mom, ask me for my help. I will help you. If I can't help you, we'll call somebody and they can help you. Like, I mean, there, there are just our ways to deal with it and, and just teaching our kids to learn to handle their emotions Mm -hmm. in the midst of it, because your kids are going to get frustrated. You're going to get frustrated with them because they're throwing a tantrum because they don't understand whatever it is that they're trying to do. Um, And so just know that their character and your relationship with them is so much more important than anything else that you're teaching. So, so those would be my points. How about you, Abby? Um, I think she's already done a good thing and just said she's de-schooling for the summer because that's now everybody's saying to do. But um, I would also say one thing is we get this place where we're like, okay, well now we're going to homeschool and it's free and we don't need the, we're going to not recreate public school at home. Like I say that all the time, do not recreate public school at home. But on the flip side, if your kids are very, very used to how the public school works and then all, I mean, if they've done that for that many years, you have a 15 year old and then all of a sudden she comes home and you're like, well, we'll start when we start and we're only going to do one subject a day slowly. And, you know, it, it could throw them for too much of a loop. You may need to say what worked for them, what just to, to all of us, when we're mm-hmm. thrown into change, it can be harder than when we're eased into change, if that makes yeah. sense. So sure. Like Zan says, like, okay, know your end goal. If your end goal is really doing this freely and loosely and not scheduled, it might take some time to get there. You may have to say, you know, not recreate public school, but you might have to say, okay, we're going to do things a little bit more a certain way than I'd like in the future, but it's to ease the kids in. I've known a lot of kids who come home and then it's just, it's so different. It freaks them out, you know? So you might have to say, you know what, today we are going to sit at a desk for a little while. And then next week we're going to sit at the desk less and we're going to move to the, you know, be sensitive to their change, be sensitive to, and then I would also say, you know, what worked for them in the school, what worked for that kid. And it's okay to keep that, you know, if that kid works better going, we do it this way. 
if it went in and get rid of what didn't work. So don't be afraid. Don't feel like you have to be the 100% homeschooler tomorrow. It's okay to ease into the homeschool life, if that makes sense. Like, it's okay if at first you say we are going to do five days of school from eight to one. I don't think that's the end goal. I think the end goal is that that isn't it. But if that's what's going to ease your kids in, then ease them in. Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution.